Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, How Goods Footy. For the first time since, like, fucking June, we've gone a week without any football. And this feels Disgusting. weird. It feels wrong. And, like, hey, I don't want to go on the record of making it seem like I'm against the bye before finals. I get it. I think that's a good idea. But it's just weird that there's been no football. I don't think they needed it this year, though. Tom. No, they did. Tom, what the fuck are you talking about? They absolutely did. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Okay. I was like you Tom. once, Tom. I was an idiot. I said, why is there a buy? This is dumb. Let's get to it. Brisbane needed the buy because Harris Andrews is back. Jared Berry's back. West Coast need it because they're getting like five players back. Teams need it. The, the Bulldogs wouldn't have won a premiership without the buy because they got all their players all back. Also, Tom, this year has been so inconsistent that like a week off would be good for the players so they can like, you know, more so than ever, kind of recoup and decide... I, you I sound just, like one of those fucking idiots on Twitter, Tom. But look, the issue is, look, okay, I'll, I'll it's agree. It's their job. You, Get made, on with it. You've made great points, and I agree with you both. I think what happened is I just got used to having footy every day of the week, mm. and then it was taken away from me to the point Tom, where I didn't even have it on the weekend. Tom, Sean and I understand what's going on. You barrack for Geelong. They say there's a bye before finals. You shit yourself because your team is notoriously dog shit after a bye. It's Except true. this this year where- Coming out of a bye, you absolutely steamrolled my team. We won uh, twice. We smashed Hawthorne and we smashed the Bombers. Yeah. Quality opposition. Shut up, Tom. Sean. Actually, <laughs> shut up, both of you. <laughs> uh, so, uh. basically, the only news we have this... Well, there's a lot of news, but it's all fucking speculation because... Us, oh, I love like, speculation. Us, like every other fucking AFL journalist on the planet, uh, mm. we can only speculate because no one knows what the fuck's going on because clubs are either focused on playing finals or rebuilding for next year. Does that mean we could actually do a sliding door segment that talks about like things in terms of what a sliding doors moment actually is? Yes. <laughs> you got an example? Um, Patrick Dangerfield decides not to go to Geelong. Adelaide still sucks shit this year, but probably suck a little bit less shit. 
because they'd have a good leader rather than fuckwit, old mate, shave his mullet, play like a fuckwit. Yeah, probably. Kick That's a, a lot of goals. Door. Like a sliding door should be Gary Ablett, you know, decided to retire after not making it back to Geelong, which means we never got to get chunky gas. Yeah. Well, I think the hard thing, look, I don't want to- Always def- comes back to Geelong. I don't want to- Well, um- you wanted me to give an example. So I did. Old mate Damo Four Eyes Fuckwit Barrett. Uh, yeah, he's 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 gone about it all in a really. But he doesn't weird do a way. sliding door because no. a sliding door is basically hypothesizing that if something like this happened, the knock-on effect would be this. But slide, what the Barrett does is he just speculates, like he just says a sentence and breaks it up with an if and a then. Yeah, like, it's just it's if just Brisbane want to win this week. Charlie Cameron must play well. It's like that's not like, a sliding yeah. door. You no. fuckhead. He's just—he's literally just doing cause and effect, but he often just puts the effect first. <laughs> yeah, I hate him. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I've told you that before. Yeah, but I do. I feel. It are deep we, all, in my are heart. we all officially banned by him, or is Dusha no. still able to? I haven't been blocked by Damo. Dusha's got one in the chamber. Yeah, I thought I was going to get blocked by Tom Brown today, but I didn't. So, oh well. Mm. Actually, yeah. we've got two in the chamber because we got the How Good's Footy Twitter. Yeah, we do. I wouldn't be shocked if that's just banned through uh, oh, association. <laughs> It, with your permission, boys, I'll have a ban before the end of the season. <laughs> before the end of tonight. Uh, yeah, so... It's <laughs> your goal for, are- the, for the recording, Sean, <laughs> is to get How Good's Footy Twitter banned by Damien Barrett. <laughs> well, the thing about getting banned on Twitter is it's not an interesting or exciting thing to do, to get banned by, or blocked by someone. Without reason, I mean. Like, just to be, like, tweeting someone repeatedly that they're a cunt. Boring. To fire off one tweet so powerful that you get blocked from... <laughs> yeah, yes, Tom? No, just, that's me. I, Don't and ra- Sean. Okay, we're recording over Zoom. We have been all year. Yeah. Why did you fucking raise your hand when one of us was Because I was talking? doing a thumbs up. You didn't do a thumbs up. You did this. Ah. Uh, yeah, you did, Tom. You waved. Did which, I? So I stopped talking. No, oh I did a God. thumb. You, you, you changed it to a thumb when I said what? Oh. This is what happens when you have a bye week. He's not match fit. Yeah, he's I'm no not, good. boys. I'm not match fit. Uh, Tom, <laughs> if you keep this up, we're going to bench you for the podcast. <laughs> Let's get dropped. <laughs> I get delisted, sent home to, out of the hub. <laughs> right. So, yeah, there's a lot of uh, speculations coming out of clubs and through the media this week uh, to the point where anything we really say here is going to be immediately dated. So, So let's say it anyway. Yeah, uh, so at the moment, at the point of time of recording, Adam Saad's uh, career at Ashton is very much up in the air. Uh, reports came out yesterday that he was going to re-sign, like, Essendon were like, yeah, we've extended your deal, but now it's also come out that he's met with Carlton twice in three days, and they've offered him potentially $3 million over five years, which is a fucking enormous contract. And that's Richmond's fault, because Carlton wanted Jack Ross who plays for the Tigers. And Ross said, no, I'm going to stay at the Tigers because originally he was up in the air, I'm an Aring. Mm. So now that Carlton are like, well, we don't have to worry about getting him and Saad. We'll now just put all our, put all our chickens in the one basket. Yeah. I heard, I heard a bit more about Saad today and that was originally Essendon had offered five and then they trimmed it back to four and that kind of angered Saad a little bit. Yeah, fair who, enough. Until then, hadn't even planned on it. And then Carlton were like, here we go. And had a little crack with five years, and so now there's just a bit of uncertainty. Yeah, and Dodoro is still at Essendon, despite his fucking best efforts to get fired for the last ten to fifteen years by making yep. the worst. If he if he didn't recruit Stringer and Shield and Saad, who two out of three of them now want to kill themselves playing for this club, 
uh, he would not have a job, but he still has a job and everyone's depressed. So that's exciting. So anyway, it's looking like Saad might be going to Carlton, but this will probably end up being bullshit and Essendon will be like, yeah, no, we offered him five years and everything's fine. Yeah. A bunch of clubs have announced their deli- who they're delisting. Other clubs haven't. Uh, so point of recording, Melbourne have been uh, very quiet, so we don't know what's happening with Mitch Brown yet. Uh, he could have been finals hero, but Melbourne weren't good enough to make the eight. Could have won a Norm Smith, but that's on Melbourne. Mm. Yeah. Fucking Melbourne. All the ingredients were there for it. <sighs> that would have cured um, the pandemic. Mitch Brown winning a Norm <laughs> Smith would have... COVID would have just gone, I'm done. I've, yeah. I've, I've witnessed greatness in the flesh. <laughs> Did you guys hear how much Ben Brown's contract offer was at the start of the year? Mm-hmm. No. So, Big. North... North offered him three years at eight hundred and fifty a season, and his manager was like, "Just, just hold off for a second. Let's try and get like a fourth year locked in because it was like one of those three years um, with the option with of a fourth if he meets requirements." Blah blah blah. Yeah. And his manager was like, "Let's try and get four. And then COVID happened, and then North became shit house, and then Brown got injured, and then North went. Actually, no, that offer it's gone. Yeah. So you got a feel for the man. I, I feel really bad for him, but I, I don't know what, like, what are North playing at here? Because they're prepared to let Higgins walk. Because I think Higgins, they're only offering him a one-year deal, and Geelong are like, we'll give you two on fuck all money. We did it for Ablett, we'll do it for you. Like, yeah. what's what's North play here? Because they've delisted so many, like, players across the board. They're prepared to trade out Brown. They're prepared to trade out Higgins. Apparently, if the offer is good enough, they will trade out Pollock, who apparently has millions of dollars left to run on a six-year contract. Oh yeah, they'd be happy to get rid of him. Like it's it's a shambles. Presumably, presumably they're just going to try the Gold Coast approach, recruit really young, a whole team of young players. Yeah, who will just, just starting shit for a couple of years. Yeah. yeah, they're hitting hard reset when it's again they're in a worse position than Adelaide because I think Adelaide went into this season be like, all right, we'll just see what we can do, you know. Whereas North went into this season being like, we're going to play top four. Yeah, yeah. If you're a North supporter, you should be pretty angry with your club. Yeah. Because Brad, yeah. like we gave Brad Scott a lot of shit on the show, but he went to the board last year and said, basically have to rebuild and start again. And the board went, no, 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 no. We can we can challenge for finals. We can be a top six yeah. team. And yeah. they absolutely cooked it. Yeah. Shit the bad real bad. Get Glenn Archer out of there. I, I don't like ex-players being on boards. I don't... Off the top of my head, I feel like Geelong's board is made up of like local business people in Geelong, but not like any ex-players. Like none of them... The only ex-players we've got are on the coaching panel, and I think it's Enright and Scarlett, and that's it in terms of maybe Mackey's part of the coaching team in like recru- in a recruiting fashion. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we I don't Tom. I don't like old players being involved in that capacity because look, you got Rashido, you got Archer, like they've both fucked up <laughs> their clubs. Carousello, Car- well, no, but he's different because he's a coach. He's <laughs> yeah. not part of that like board level he's making, board, yeah. you know, big planning decisions. I think. I think we got Lee X Matthews players. at Brisbane. Yeah, he's not an ex-player, though, for you guys. Yeah, right. I see your criteria, Tom. Tom, are you Lucy worried? No, no. Tom, is it more it's that- not loosey-goosey, Sean. <laughs> hear me out. I believe that a player of the of, who's been around the club for a long time wants to keep their club going. So if they move into a mm. if they move into a coaching role, it's different because you're trying to develop players and yeah. you, you, you have an impact on the game. But if yeah. you're moving into a board role... It's overseeing the club overall and looking beyond the next 10 years, beyond the next 10 years. And I think yeah. they yeah. want success constantly because they love the club. I, I just think it's... Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we get it, Tom. Loosey-goosey. Okay. 
Yeah. It's not. It's very... There's rules, and I've outlined them. Tom, would you feel differently about players being on the board if, say, the Geelong Legends weren't players like Sam Newman, who is fucked in the head, and if you had him on your board, he would probably drive your club into the ground? Okay. Tom, okay. Tom, 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 Tom. What yes, if Billy sure. Brownless... Billy Brownless was on the board. What would you think? Because I reckon you'd fucking love it. Depends on what he's doing, though. It's just on the but no, the but board. he's not. No, you know what? No, no. I stand by what I said. He's not on the board, and I don't want him on the board. I don't think you should have. Mm, I think you'd love it. De- yeah. It also depends. This is a I guess real on sliding doors moment. No. Okay. You're fucking. No, 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 no. Your fucking then... sliding door. Your, su- <laughs> your your sliding door is a double sliding door. It was if. Sam Newman was not a fuckhead, then he'd be a good bloke. And then followed up with, if Sam Newman was on the board, <laughs> then Tom would support that decision. No, and no, it's no, no, no to no. both. He's a Tom. racist idiot, and I don't want him near my footy just, club. Thomas, Th- Thomas, it's just teamwork. Joel had a bad idea, and I made it a little bit better. Instead of Sam Newman, <laughs> we've subbed him out. He's got the vest on. Yep. Billy Brownless is in. His mm. feet are up on the desk. He's the chairman. Nah. I think you'd love it. Nah. The only thing that Billy should be chairman of is chairman of the froth. Not chairman of the board. I, I don't. I just don't. I don't. I yeah. don't think all the board meetings are at his pub. Get, <laughs> get Big Bill on the uh, board for Furfies, Geelong's very own beer. Yeah, get him um, on there. But he probably yeah. is on there already. Probably. He heard they were opening a brewery there, and he stood in front of the gate until they signed him up. Wouldn't let him in. <laughs> <laughs> so. The other big news of this week is the All-Australian team came out and we were all like, sweet, they're not going to pick wingmen. Uh, They're just going to put midfielders on the wing. What no one saw coming except for a couple of Twitter users who have retweeted themselves saying that they saw this coming is that the All-Australian board was so cowardly in its midfield choices that not only did they put midfielders on the fucking wing, they put midfielders in the fucking forward line so that actual forwards who have had huge seasons missed out. Yeah. I will say this. I'm really glad that Guthrie got a gig because I think he's been really fucking good in the absence of Joel Selwood and a few other players. Surprised he got on the wing considering his teammate Sam Menegola was like easily probably one of the best wingmen in the comp this year. Um, hey, do you want to know a fun stat, boys? So Danger's been named in the forward line, kicked 11 goals. Um, yeah. And he played, look, he played considerable time forward throughout games and for a four-week stretch, he started in the goal square for a number of games. Yeah, um, and did you say he kicked 11 goals? Kicked 11 goals. He kicked like 11-15. So- he misses a lot of shots, <laughs> does Danger. No, um, but, but Tom, you Sam can't- Minigola, Sam Minigola, boys, who was omitted from a wing position, kicked 13 goals from the wing. Yeah. Danger, playing as a forward, kicked less than a guy who's playing for, from the wing for the same team. Mm. Dan- Danger should have been on the bench. Yeah. Dusty um, should have not been in the team. Yeah, no. Nah. Um, Pally should be on the bench. Caleb Daniel should have been starting on the ground. Agreed. Dan Butler should be in the team yep. and on the ground. At a stretch, maybe Papley, but I, I can I, also understand why he wasn't. I get why um, Papley no, wasn't. No, no, actually, the two, the two, like I guess, small forwards should have been Butler and Mitch Wallace. And Ryan? Oh, yeah, and Ryan. Although I think Ryan had a good last six weeks. Everything that came before that, like, I don't know, how do you measure that? Like, Papley was incredible until the final six weeks, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a real toss of the coin, that. Look, I was prepared for them not to pick wingers, because they never do. Yeah. Um... And to his credit, I think Guthrie and McCluggage played similar wing starting like percentages of like time on the wing from the first bounce or some stat. I can't remember the exact number off the top of my head. 
Um, and they never pick wingers in the wing, and they never will. But the forward line, yeah, just seems it just seems weird. Like I also feel like Jack Steele should be on the ground. Yeah, I agree. So he's probably going to come season. top five in the brown though. Yeah, like Dangerfield, Martin, Dusty Martin, and Bontempelli are all in the forward line, and that's insane. Yeah, Bont got named Bont and Danger. Danger has this right. He's been I think named eight times. I think he's been named in the forward line three times out of that eight, which is yeah, wild. Pathetic. I think he got named in the forward line last year as well. Yeah, pathetic. But, but he had more of an impact forward last year than this year. I don't know. I think, look, they wanted danger on the field, so they give him the captaincy. That's that's the real- piss, That's piss wake is what it is. Yeah, You've got fucking like 10 other captains in this team. Just give it to one of them. Uh, no, no captain was actually picked in the- Besides Bont was the only captain, I think, picked in the starting 22, I think. Mm. Just give the captaincy to Trav Boak. Oh, the Boak man. Big I Boke. thought he was a lock for the. What he got? He got vice captain though, didn't he? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Give it to Nat Nui. Give it to anyone. Guys, you Fuck know who shouldn't be in the side and on the bench? Max Gorn. Yeah, that was pathetic. Nick Nat. This is a shit team. It makes me re- very angry. Do you think they need to do two teams in the future? I think they need to change the way they do it. I had a look, boys, at who votes on the uh, Australian selection. And it's like people like Gill and. Um, What's his name? Uh, yeah. bloke, the head of the bloody... Yeah, you know what I mean? The head of the AFR operations, whatever his name is. Thingo. Anyway, him. Hocking. Steve Hocking. Steve Hocking. Gil McLaughlin. There are three other people that I'm going to name right now who shouldn't be anywhere near naming an All-Australian <laughs> side. Richo, Cameron Ling, and the, again, a man whose mediocrity always stuns me that he still has a job anywhere. Luke Darcy. It's weird. Why? Well, actually, the forward line makes more sense now. Because, like, this year they spent the whole year being like, oh, there's no fucking strong, tall forwards anymore. So they've put midfielders that are fucking tall in the forward line. No, no, they say there's no strong, tall forwards anymore. The top five Coleman medalists, like the top five in the Coleman medal race, Hawkins, Dixon, Tabernak, Kennedy. Yeah. They They stopped that commentary. About halfway through the season. Early on, early on, it was Papley, Charlie Cameron, and Butler were sort of winning the Coleman. Yeah. And it was like, oh, the death of the, the big forward. And then Kennedy got rolling, then Hawkins, and then, yeah. Yeah, it all evened out. Yeah. It's, look, no courage in this. I honestly think it should be two teams. They should name a squad of 44 players and then pick two teams. Yeah. I, look, and I'm they can also. Play each other. That'd be sick. This argument's made, oh, this team will never play. And I get that. And I also, I can understand there's a. Um, Max Lawton, who writes, writes for Fox Footy, wrote a, mm-hmm. a, a column that posed the question, there are two ways to do the All-Australian team. How do you do it? You do it either you pick the best player for the best position or you do it where you pick good players, maybe but not necessarily in their best positions. Some of, in, in the article, he cited that Scott Pendlebury, I think, has had eight, eight or nine, like uh, made the team of 40, and then I think he's made it seven times total. Or something yep. like that. Pretty good numbers. And look, yes, we hate Collingwood, but Pendlebury yes. is a is a quality player. He he should be recognised in an All Australian side. Guess how many times he's been named in the midfield in the All Australian side? Zero. Once. <laughs> Forward line or mi- Forward wing. and bench. But he's only been named once in the midfield. And someone's like, if you change the his argument is, if you change the rules, then guys like Danger, who are exceptional players, guys like Pendlebury and the Bont, who are good players, 
don't get picked. And would you argue that Papley is a better player than Dangerfield or a better player than Bond? Blah, 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 blah. And I get the merit there. However, don't name small forwards in the 40 if you're, they're not going to pick them. Right? Don't, My if, argument if you're just picking be... a team of great players, don't pick, like, don't pick three wingers and then pick none of them. I would say if you're going to put together an all Australian team, make a team that could feasibly play with everyone playing in positions they're meant to be playing in. And if you're a player that, say, is unlucky to miss the All-Australian team because you're, like, a really good forward, but there's better forwards and you're a really good mid because there's better mids. Like, let's just say a Dangerfield kind of thing. If you're like, yeah. oh, Dangerfield probably wouldn't make it because he wouldn't be able to hit people out of the middle, but he also he's not a good enough forward to make the he'd, forward line. He'd probably yeah. be on the bench in this team if we did it properly. Yeah. Also, that's what the fucking Brownlow is for, for, like, all-rounder players that do really well all the time. Midfields. Also, best and fairest for individual clubs. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. The all stream team. team makes me angry. Should be a team. Yeah. I think change the selection panel to coaches. And I was discussing this with Gemma, actually, as the team was coming out. Mm. And we were saying, yeah, replace it with coaches. They already can remove their bias when they do their coaches votes every week. Yeah. And if you really want to get rid of bias, I know you're looking at me with that look, Sean. You just make it so they can't vote for players from their own club. Then what's the point? Well. Then it just becomes a mess. <laughs> Like, just fucking get an independent panel like they already have, but get rid of the people that you don't like out of it, Tom. All right. <laughs> Which or, I think we can all agree we don't like. But they shouldn't be in there. Like, like why is Kevin Bartlett still on the All-Australian panel? I, yes. I hear his name every single year. Why the fuck is he still on there? He's 150 years old. Mm. The man has been saying the game has been dead since 1993. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. It's just shit. It does my head in. Do you why know should it, be- why why name a forty man squad? Yeah, they only do it because they want they want this. They want people to debate it. Just pick twenty two. Don't do forty. Just pick, just pick the twenty two. In the NBA, they they have lots of things. They have, obviously have the All Star Game and all of that. But they also at the end of the year do like the NBA, um, like the starting team. Yeah. So there's yep. five players on the court, and they pick the five best players in their positions, right? Yeah. And then you have the All-NBA second team, and the third team. So, like, players are represented, but you've got the prestige of being in the first team yep. or in the third or the fourth team. Maybe they just need to do something like that. Mm. You have your All-Australian 22, and then they name, like, basically like an Australian A-side. Yeah. yeah. You know I, what I mean? I think that's a, I think that's a good idea. I, I think, like you said, name a 44, and then you have an Australian A and Australian B. Well, and think I- about it, right? We've got 18 teams. I think there's still a lot of prestige to it if you name two All-Australian sides. It should be two sides that play against each other. They don't have to do it, obviously, because it's never going to happen logistically. Yeah. But just name two teams. Like, What's wrong with saying there were 44 players this year who were exceptional and we're honouring them now? Right. Yeah. Just do that. Yeah, just just pick that many. And then, and then when you name wingers, you can actually put them on the wing. But again, I will say I'm very fucking happy for Cam Guthrie to get named. He was interviewed by the Geelong media this week for getting picked. And in his interview, he just generally said, I never thought I would ever be All-Australian. This is kind of nice. And I'm like, bless your fucking heart, Cam Guthrie. I've got his number on a jumper here, um, 29. Mm. Good player. Glad he's getting some reward and recognition for a good season. Bit stiff that Menegola got overlooked. But, um, yeah, just just some wits. Max Gorn got in because he's Max Gorn, which is yeah. weird. Like, he finished like seventh in the Melbourne Best and Fairest. And he yet he's made the All-Australian side. It's bizarre. He missed, he missed games, Tom. But yeah, I agree with you. He wasn't, he wasn't even the top two Ruckman this year. Goldstein should have been in that team. Yep. 
If you get a name Tu Ruckman, it's Goldstein and Nick Nat, or just be ballsy and just pick Nick Nat because he's fucking yeah. a, he's a fucking jet. Yeah, you don't need to pick Tu Ruckman because this team's never going to play. No, and so if there are two that are worthy, do it. If not, don't. I was going to say the last two years you've had Gorn and Grundy, who have both been a level above every other Ruckman in the competition for two years running. So they've alternated them in and out of the squad. That makes sense. Don't do it like every year. Oh, I tell you what, get Dusty out of there. Get it. Get him out. Get him out. But Tom, Richmond are going to win the premiership this year or something. They're untouchable. Every player is at their absolute peak. And if they don't win, it's because of injuries. Yep. What's next, boys? I'm sick of the All-Australian team. Well, uh, finals start this weekend. And this is oh. huge uh, for the two out of three of us that barrack for top four finishing sides. Unfortunately for the third member of this podcast who barracks for a team that finished 13th, uh, this doesn't really mean a lot. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited uh, to be barracking for a team this final series. Um, I hope they go all the way. Oh. Sean, great question. Brisbane. <laughs> Brisbane. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Joel, can I ask, are you feeling flat? Because I know that in this footyless week that we've just had, I'm just not feeling it. Uh, yeah, well, I've been feeling bad for like the last eight weeks and then all <laughs> of these trade talks have uh, really made me feel worse. So, yeah. Uh, I I I'm just wonder more am I going to feel am I going to feel flat again after the game this week when I've got another week off? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm worried. Yeah, geez, what are you going to do with all that spare time? Mm. Oh, mate, don't know. Fuck. Maybe Geelong. Maybe it's better for Geelong to go the long way so you don't have another bye. Yeah, whatever. I'm happy to. Jeez, uh, I'd I'd love a win. I'll probably fight a lot of Richmond people on Twitter. Sean, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it a lot. I've got a feeling you're going to beat him. So, oh, Tom, so do I. Yeah, no, no, no. I, like, I know we no, have Tom. Tom, I know that every week I believe Brisbane will win. Yes, but I have, I have a legitimate it's a double. Feeling. I have a yeah. I've, yeah. I've got what Baz described to us in a stupid email a few weeks back. I got a bit of a, I got a bit of a tingle. I got yeah. a feeling. Yeah, the winning tingle. I think Brisbane's going to roll them by five or six goals. I think you're going to come out and kick the first five or six of the match and they're not going to be able to catch you. This is the first time in How Good's Footy History that I'm trying to talk about Geelong and Tom will not take the bait <laughs> and is talking about Brisbane. Before we get too much into the, the Brisbane game, let's go to Thursday night where Port Adelaide take on Geelong in the Reed Brothers Cup. Port Adelaide. Oh, sorry, are we doing tips now? Yeah, we, we can do teams Oi, and then we can discuss. Oi, I was so supportive of your side and you've come out shitting on my team. Uh, nah, come on, mate. Um, nah, when we do tip, you'll you'll know where I stand. Yeah, you've tipped Port Adelaide because you're a piece of shit. <laughs> I won't, mate. I believe the Cats will win. Do you? Yeah. I don't, Tom. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you're a fuckhead. <laughs> um, look, this this game's big because it'll tear my family in half. Mm. Oh, is, is the finals game big, is it, Tom? Well... <laughs> <laughs> There's added stakes. There's slightly added stakes because one team it's... goes to the prelim. That's big. Joel, did you know that when you play in finals, there are stakes? Fucking hell. Can oh, I, I said added stakes. I didn't say that there was... <laughs> there are stakes in a final. There are huge stakes in a final. There is yeah. also a side stake on my table of finals as well because yeah. in our family, like... It's kind of tricky. I, was, I said this to the, you the other day, Sean. My brother and I were talking, and he's like, I don't know how to... T-. Normally, we talk footy with one another. And he's like, I can't talk up my team's chances because you'll think I'm arrogant. And if you talk up Geelong's chances, I'll think you're arrogant. And we'll both just be in this mess of whatever. And we won't be able to talk during the game. Just that'll be off the table. Um, 
it's it's stressful. It's 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 full on. But good news for Geelong. Um, Reece Stanley has been declared a goer for um for for Thursday, which helps us, I think, exponentially. This the one frustrating thing I'm seeing in the lead up to this final series, boys, um, is that there's a lot of talk and articles going around being like, once again, Geelong's ruck uh, quandary is hanging over them before finals. No, it's not. Yep. The, um, I feel like it is. The answer is very clear. <laughs> we have a number one ruckman, and his name is Reese Stanley. And when oh, he so played, he's back. Yeah. he's back. When we, when he played this year, we played a lot better. So he's back. If he's back, we play a lot better. That's that's the quandary. If he's not in, yes, there's some other things to to worry about there. But our best twenty two, Reese Stanley is in. And this constant thing of like they don't know who they're going to pick for their ruck. No, we we do. It's Reese Stanley is the number one ruckman at Geelong. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. Who's the so, number two um, Ruckman if he doesn't play? Pardon? Who? So if he doesn't play, who's the number two Ruckman? Who are you going to pick? Probably Sav. Okay. Probably or definitely? Definitely Radigalea. So, so he went from probably to definitely. Well, it would have been Darcy Ford at the start of the year, but he's had a foot injury, so he's it been- sounds like a bit of a pickle. I, I get where the media- <laughs> No, 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 no. I get no, where no, our no. fellow- Tom, impl- I get no, where- fuck off, both I of get you. Get in the fu- fellow Sean, journalists go fuck from. off back to fucking wherever. <laughs> Shut up. Don't Jesus. be getting on Barrett's side. No, the thing on, that I get sick colleagues. of- <laughs> yeah, yeah support journal- me, you fuckhead. Show some journalism. I'm your colleague. We're all on the AFL media family. Yeah. Oh. We're on the pretty much the same level as Gil at this point. It's true. We are actually. Yeah. So we should, if we're on the same level as Gil, get rid of Mike Kazali, uh, Mike Brady singing up there Kazali from the grand final, please. I love that he's going to do it from the MCG. <laughs> it's going to be shit. Because <laughs> even at the suck. MCG, he needs a crowd to sing with him because he can't sing it anymore. Mm. All so together. I feel like 100,000 people at the G is kind of like the life support system at the hospital that keeps him alive. So maybe he'll die. <laughs> I, I I just, I don't know why we're rolling out. Everyone's like, oh, it's a tradition. I love it. And it's like, shut up. They will roll him out. Yeah, yeah. yeah fuck. How many more years are we going to put up with Mike Brady singing up there, Kazali? As Grandfather Entertainment. Although and- I will say that because it's going to be live, but in air quotes live, they can absolutely sort it out if there is a... Oh, boys, I'll let, I'll let you know if I hear anything about work where they've filmed him this week. And <laughs> <laughs> it would make sense to do that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be relying on a fucking internet connection in Australia. I want Holy Grail. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Hunters and collectors still have it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I like the fact, though, that they went to Powderfinger and Powderfinger were like, no, we've done one. We're old. And then listed like five or six Brisbane bands. I'm like, yeah. get that. How fucking, it's not going to happen. It's not yeah. going to happen. But in an amazing world, it's- how good would it be if Violent Soho played the fucking grand final? <laughs> it's um, it's interesting we're talking, we've jumped out of the grand final when we were discussing Port Adelaide. Yep. Um, back to Port. And? Future grand finalists. You guys <laughs> suck shit. But wouldn't it be nice for Byron Pickett to present the Norm Smith to a Port Adelaide player? Oh, wouldn't you love it if they beat Brisbane again in the in the? I would not. <laughs> See, I would not like it. See, no, Byron Pickett should be giving it to either a Geelong or a Brisbane player, and then I'll be coming to your house with a set of clippers, or you'll be coming to my house with a set of clippers. I oh, yeah. cannot wait to film the head shave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's look. I'm, Have you got I'm, clippers, I'm nervous. Tom? Pardon? Have you got clippers? I do have a set of clippers, yep. Yeah, very good. I've also got clippers, so... So do uh, I. Yeah, we're all we're good. Oh, we're all good. <laughs> Triple clip. Oh, oh Jesus. 
I um I had to mention. So my girlfriend only learnt of this information mm. very recently. That because if- uh, Tom and look now that you've you've made this information public now, so we can connect the dots here. You made the claim that uh it didn't matter that you uh were shaving your head on the podcast because no one would care, and then within I reckon two weeks of that, had a new girlfriend. Uh, and she's only <laughs> recently found out about it, despite the fact this has been ongoing for the best part of a year. What I say recently, probably within a month, and I said, I'm going to yeah, get her mm. shaved head. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah. She's like, oh, all right, look, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Like, she doesn't care. Mm. And then I, when Gary Ablett came out for Sydney on the weekend, I was like, oh, geez, he's looking cleanly shaved. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, that's the haircut I'm going to get. And she went, wait, I thought you said shave your head. I said, yeah, shave my head to a Gary Ablett. And she was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> In Tom's defense, though, Joel, he wouldn't have felt the need to bring it up. He probably would have forgot because the window's been so firmly closed for so long. <laughs> it's Thank only you. recently that it's sort of just, uh, there's a crack in it. Tom Hawkins has wrenched it open of, with his enormous body. Well, he's got the sniff of summer again. <laughs> this only came about because Tom was so confident that the window was shut, I guess. It was a no-stakes no bet. That's true. Well, no, Talk about stakes, there were none. I think the bet <laughs> was made hell. because I was pretty sure that Ablett was going to retire. Tom? And then he went round, a year, he went round again. <laughs> so, how, how did this start, by the way? I was thinking I about think today. I just said that if... Did Tom start it or was it Matt Stewart? No, I started it. No, did it someone started- come on the show and say they would shave their head, or did we start it? No, I said I'd shave my head, and then we got Matt Stewart on, and he said he'd shave his head. He's saying Kilda one, fuck. Yeah. yeah, I was just thinking, boys. I don't think we wrote any names down. I think we need some sort of system where people let us know. Oh. We need to we need to head into finals with a pledge list. Hey, yeah. the good news is that I can uh, search the. We don't delete our inbox emails, and I right. can search so emails for shave or shave right. pledge. We should be able to piece together most of, mm. of who's the still in the running. Mm. Maybe if you're on Twitter, you can tweet us and say that you're definitely still in there. Just, and don't be a coward. Um, Just yeah. yeah, I think I think let us know so that we know that you're still keen. And if anyone has to shave their head, make sure that you send in heaps. We'll remind you as this goes on. But if any of the pledges shave their head, send in photos. We will put them oh, everywhere. Absolutely. I don't think we got any Collingwood pledges from memory. We got a few Bulldogs, I know, because I remember Matty Smolin and his family. I think his dad pledged as well. <laughs> so That's the dogs big. get up, it's going off. Oh. Hey, uh, did Jacob end up pledging? Yeah. Well, he's pledged. Uh, he, okay, originally he hadn't because he was potentially getting married. Yeah. Because of the pandemic mm. and his email recently, my shaved head is back on the table and so is his. Fuck. So the first step to a shaved head for one of the Reed boys starts on Thursday. Mm. I'm nervous, but I'm, I'm com- I, I feel like mm. we'll win. Yeah. Um, Did Terrence pledge? <laughs> with what, Sean? <laughs> Look, no, my, dad's great, ga- my dad's no, a great. My dad's a great bloke, can- but he's he does that just that's one day for him. He can go to the Gary Ablett level though. <laughs> yeah, by falling over, like <laughs> doesn't have a lot of hair. <laughs> uh, so this he's going to listen is- to this too. He told me today. I was talking to him. I said I'm recording. I said, oh, I'll listen this week. So enjoy that, Dad. <laughs> First one of the year. Yeah, Terrence, you got a lovely head. Don't worry about it. Um, well, no, he's got a great head, but he's I got remember him having to... a bit of hair. Am I wrong? A bit is the operative word there. Like, <laughs> like, like it's it's literally at the back, and it's very short. He shaves like once a month. Yeah. Well, there you go. Now he can shave on, on grand, grand final, final day. day. He can with he can. his son. 
He's not going to shave it if Port win. You know that. Oh, of course. Yeah. He'll grow it out. He'll just have a mullet. A rat tail. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, look, I think that Geelong will make it quite deep in finals, but I don't think it's going to go to plan immediately. Ooh. Now, I think we'll... I believe we'll win. Um, my brother was like, what, you think you're going to beat us by 10 goals again? And I was like, no, that was a... F- you're, ne- you're not going to let us do that, but I think we'll be on. I think we match up with them pretty well. I think it'll be a mm. good game. Sean? Geelong for me. Thanks, buddy. In a tight, much, much, much tighter contest. Yeah, I reckon time. it'll be a couple of goals. That's it. Yeah. Maybe we'll get to grand final day and, Tom, the final series would have been so stressful that you've just got no hair left. Oh, that could be me. <laughs> <laughs> or, well, speaking- not that it'll fall out. I'll rip it out through frustration. <laughs> Every time Hipwood misses a shot, just <laughs> 10 strands of hair. Just on the floor. Uh, speaking of you ripping your hair out, uh, next qualifying final, Friday yeah. night, yeah. Brisbane take on Richmond. Yeah, Harris Andrews back from the dead. Tom Lynch couldn't do it because he's a fucking coward. <laughs> yeah, he, he saw that Robbo was still named and went, no, nah, I'm not playing. Mm. Yeah. Pissed his pants. Yeah. Yeah. He he was running really well at training, and then he saw that Robbo was still mm. going to be playing and not injured. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, actually, oh, no, nah, it's, it's a bit it's a bit tight, yeah. actually. I'm going to have to go home. that it's yellow and black and not yellow and brown from pisses and shits in his shorts. <laughs> and I uh, was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. Isn't it funny that Andrews did his, and it was apparently a serious one that was going to be like six to eight weeks. Yeah. And, and Lynch did his, and it was just a minor three-week thing. And Andrews is getting back and Lynch isn't. Hmm. Love to see it. Yeah, it really makes you think about which players are courageous, uh, which are focused on their recovery. Which players just have their whole heart uh, dedicated to the club and succeeding. Yeah, it really makes you think. I'm I'm confident. We have, like, the last three times we played Richmond, we've played, in general play, we've played really well. Yeah. We've had periods where we've actually been on top in... In certain areas, we just haven't kicked straight. So Brisbane get the goal kicking right. Fucking look out! I reckon they're going to win by five goals. Fuck! I I stand by my claim. I reckon you're going to get out of the blocks. That people are talking about. Oh, there's a lot of pressure on Brisbane, but but for Brisbane, this is like this is the game they're going to come out firing. They've had a week. They're ready to go. You'll kick the first five or six, and I've seen this before. I've lived it, Sean. Uh, 2017. I'm at the qualifying final watching Richmond play Geelong. We haven't beaten, lost to Richmond for about 14 games, similar to your margin. They came out, kicked yep. the first five or six, never looked back. Yep. It's got a, it's got a break at some point. I, I think this is it, mate. I think this is it. Yeah, yep. I agree. I uh, fucking agree. Then the next two games, the elimination finals. I'm going Brisbane, by the way. Thank you. Um, I'll be going Brisbane every game until they win the grand final. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I believe. So what? Well, it's a good thing we can't go to the grand final as a trio because if it's a Brisbane Geelong grand final, actually no, I would be okay with Dusha going for Brisbane because I know that Sean wouldn't be okay with Joel going for Geelong. No, nah, I wouldn't care. Yeah, because well, Sean would fuck. get the win on grand final day. So yeah. really, I'd look like a dickhead if I was there in Geelong gear. Yeah, wouldn't bother me. <laughs> no, we both know you'd have like two scarves, and depending on the result, one of them would just disappear. Tom, that implies that I'm a Fairweather supporter, and that is incorrect. An outrageous claim. I was the only one decked out in full GWS gear the entire grand final last year. I had a mm. beanie and a scarf. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, no, that's fair. That checks out. Right. So the elimination finals, Saturday, 
This could be the most chaotic final of the year, uh, which is St. Kilda take on Western Bulldogs. This is massive. I'm going Saints. Yeah. From the heart and the head, I think. Yeah. I think what will give Western Bulldogs the edge is they probably are there mentally a little bit more than St. Kilda, who will probably be shitting their pants that they could fuck this up. No, no, but I don't think they will be. St. Kilda, I don't think Brett Ratton is going to this final series with those Saints being like, we could fuck this up. I think it's like, did you see their advertising campaign going into finals? It's very reminiscent of the Bulldogs in 2016. It's it's a whole thing being like, people wrote us off, said we were no good, blah, blah, blah. And it's like people asking, well, why us? And their response is, why not? Like, we're here, let's go. Fucking let's do it. Fair enough. Well... I think St. Kilda will win if the if both teams are on, St. Kilda will win. But I am worried that St. Kilda will just not be on. Isn't are Norton and Wallace back or what's the deal there? I I'm not think sure. So. Teams haven't been named yet, have they? No. Nah. No, of course not. It's fucking Monday. What am I talking about? Or Wednesday if you're listening to this when it's released. This is live. Whenever you're listening to it, we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. If you're hearing this on a Sunday two weeks from now, so we're doing it. Uh, Tom, If I think you mean if you're listening to this and today is Sunday, of course it is. Yeah. It's Sunday for us too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sunday the 20th of October. No worries. <laughs> right. And then the final final of this weekend is West Coast will eliminate Collingwood and everyone will forget that they thought that Collingwood were flag favourites. And not talk about them until the end of the year. Except for when it. they briefly start talking about them again when Jordan Degoe rightfully goes to jail. <laughs> uh, just it would it would be so good if they didn't just lose, but they got like capitulated. It would be yeah. good if like even if West West Coast don't win by like a like if West Coast win by like thirty points or something, but like Collingwood just like really struggle to score. Like a really low scoring game. Like well, Collingwood that like a thirty plays sixty kind of deal. That's going to be the, the game, though, because Collingwood can't score. Like, even when mm. the games they've won, they've only kicked, like, six or seven goals. Mm. Like, that goal game... kicked five. Yeah, they they just... Here's the, here's the question of the, for this game. Who's going to kick Collingwood's goals? Because Port Adelaide showed that if you shut Dugowie down, mm. you know, the ball comes in like absolute dog shit every time they go forward. <laughs> McGovern could play injured because he just has to stand still and the Collingwood mids would just kick it to him. They'll find him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, fingers crossed that's how it plays out. Uh, I don't want to be talking about Collingwood next week, so I really hope West Coast get the job done. So, looking at this finals, it would be the loser of Brisbane and Richmond plays the winner of... St. Kilda and Bulldogs, yep. Fuck. Yep. It's big. Juicy. <sighs> Hate to lose in the Geelong Port game and then play West Coast the following. It would be in Queensland. That would not be ideal. Um, Geelong have said they want to play all their home games at the Gabba as well. Any home finals they get. Because Chris Scott believes in the power of the Gabba, Sean. Mm. That's probably where he got his best hand work done. It's true. Mm. Getting out on the the roof, just getting those rays in. Getting himself himself looking cherry ripe. Um, Mm. Dusha. Tom. We got any emails. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We do, Tom. And we got some fucking crazy ones. Uh, an example of that is, uh, so this is another email to Zach, the TC that we all hate. We've got a lot of weapons of How Good's Footy, the How Good's Footy inbox, but uh, this one in particular... It's from Jordan, who loves to email us about Tom Lynch and Tom Hawkins. And Jordan has said, subject, Zach, the email just says, bloke probably doesn't even think Tom Hawkins and Tom Lynch are related. The big idiot. (laughs) So cop that, Zach. I love that's the hill Jordan is going to die on. Yeah, he loves it. He's a weapon. I hope he has a bad Thursday night. (laughs) Jordan? Oh, he's port. Mm. Mm. Me too. Well, it means that we're probably going to get an email on Thursday from Jordan. Uh, yeah. Hope he has a bad 2020. <sighs> Hope he has a bad life. <laughs> oh, oh. That's ah, Port. Shut up, Tom. Oh. Does that extend to Jacob? Reed? Are you saying you want my brother to have a bad life, Sean? Oh, that was directed at uh, the weapon, but um, no, Sean, not not to Jacob. No, only because you saw the wedding invite float in front of your eyes there for a second, <laughs> and then it disappeared. So this next email subject, How Good's Footy. It's the name of our show. Uh, This is from Special K. Dear footy professors, strap in. This will be a long one. Typically at the end of the season, I'll write in to thank you for all of your excellent coverage of the great game. And this email will will be no different. But I think I should first address my radio silence. 2020 has been a real motherfucker. And I've been dealing with a lot of personal issues that have taken a pretty significant toll. However, no matter what happened, footy was there for me. The Lions were there for me. This fucking team has evolved to a level that has absolutely blown me away. The performances may not have always been definitive, but the growth this team has shown is unbelievable. The big O dominating in the ruck. Now that's a ruck craft big boy. (laughs) 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 Uh, Mitch Robinson's Twitch-based Zen, Calamachi's sneaky intercept marks, Hipwood's <laughs> ability to occasionally take a contested mark. It's been bloody unreal. And then there's this podcast. In a sport that has an insurmountable number of stupid cunts in media positions, it's incredible to find a podcast that so passionately and comprehensively covers the game we all love so much. 
I'm keeping that laugh in because it is very funny to think of us as con- comprehensively covering anything. Yeah, I mean so. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot thank you all enough for the outstanding job you do. I've been here since day one, and while I may not always email, I'll be here till the very end. Go, Lions! Let's take the finals by storm, and I'll see you in the granny, Tom. Kind regards, Carmichael Hunt. Ah, oh, he's Carmichael. a fucking legend. Carmichael might be our fa- my favourite emailer, I think. P.S. Usually I time those P.S.s after you say something nice when I know it's an attack on you, but this has nothing to do with you, Tom, so oh, okay. you're <laughs> off the chain here. P.S. I think we need to give Dusha credit for his commitment to reading emails. The man yells when there's capitals, he screams when there's exclamation marks, and he tells stupid fucks that they're stupid fucks. <laughs> Keep up the good work, JD. And sorry the bombers didn't make it, but that window is certainly not closed. Carmichael, it is so nice for you to lie to me like that. <laughs> uh, Essendon, yeah. uh, look, if the window is a premiership window, Essendon's window, they've got a lot of hurdles before they're getting to the window. <laughs> uh, so let's not worry about the window just yet let's worry about who's playing for the team next year yeah before we can take um, the boards off the window we board it up after 2000 we've got to we've got to do a bit of bit of work who's holding the hammer <laughs> uh, thank you for the email Carmichael and yeah 2020 has been a real motherfucker you're right and I'm mm-hmm. glad that this podcast and footy have been able to uh, keep you grounded um, yeah. it's going to have a real good ending in about are- four weeks mate oh, fucking hell Someone's going to be bald. I wonder if Carmichael's going to be bald too. Special K has absolutely pledged. Mm. I feel it in my bones. I, we know. We just know. Um, so, Special K apologized for a long email. But then we've got an email from James. Uh, Jakarta James. Oh. It's just sitting in our inbox next. And it is double the length. So strap in, everyone. Oh, Jakarta James. Keep them to acrostic we- poems, please. Uh, all, the, all the weapons have emailed this week. Yeah, yeah. fucking hell. It's, a, it's the How Goods Footy Inbox Hall of Fame this week. <laughs> this is our all-Australian team. It is. This is... <laughs> we just need... We just need... So what? What is... Who is the How Goods Footy Hall of Fame, the all-Australian email team? Special K, Jakarta James. We'll have to work on this. We I'll tell you who's a fucking weapon is Jody. Jody, oh Jody, no, Josie, Josie, sorry, Josie. Now, abs- Josie and the kids and the arrogant Geelong support. <laughs> uh, Josie's probably full forward, and the kids are in the forward pocket. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely, Just fighting each other. Hundred uh, percent. Jacob Reed on the wing. Yeah, the Snake Man. Just uh, <laughs> Zach's on the bench, and he's not getting a game. He's not getting no. minutes. <laughs> and if we're talking about weapons, I mean, this person hasn't emailed in for a while, but fucking Kados. True. He's I'd, probably uh, in the rock. I'd cons- <laughs> well, yeah, he's a bit of a tall fella. I would consider stripping him of his weapon status. Haven't heard from him. Yeah, he's radio silence. Maybe he's on the team though, yeah. along with um, along with Brandon well, from Canada. Brandon yeah. from Canada, who we was Brandon we- tall? I'm trying to remember. He was probably about our height. Yeah, yeah. So he's not a ruckman. No. He could play an inside mid at that height though. Centre half back, I reckon. Yeah, right. he had the he had the like a defender. Oh yeah, he'll murder someone yeah. on the field. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the question uh, that now they haven't emailed for a, a while, but mm. they did introduce us to the greatest inter- international football team in the Atlanta Tall Boys. Is there a legacy oh, yeah. position for the Mountains? Yeah, the Mountains. Yes. Yeah, oh, they definitely. make the team. Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Luke from England's on the team as well. Yep. 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 Uh, so congratulations. He's about probably the only one who could play football considering he plays. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm going to I'm going to slot Yoav Cohen into the back pocket there as well. Oh. Yeah. Every team needs a pest. <laughs> <laughs> So, congratulations to everyone who just made the uh, How Goods Footy email as all Australian list. Uh, email in. Well done. Right. Yeah. Now back to Jakarta James' email. Coach by Baz. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, fuck off, Baz. <laughs> so, life, so- life ban. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching from the car park. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Jakarta James' subject is the war on. Dot, dot, dot. Dear Profs, this email is difficult to send, as I know there might be some pushback, but I believe the hatred aimed towards Collingwood needs to also be directed elsewhere. James, you just made the All-Australian team. This is very controversial. I'm prepared to put Zach on the ground and put Jakarta James on the bench, to be honest. Hear him out. Yes. why we love him. Yes. They are the AFL's great villains. Eddie is a cunt. And some of the players are absolute human garbage. They are more of the pantomime villain of the AFLM. The heel, if you will. I'm not here to take their villain status away, but rather bring the professor's attention to another club that deserves to be sent straight into the AFL annals as a club with not a single redeeming feature. I've met Collingwood fans who are lovely people. To celebrate my nan's 60th year as a member, even though she was coming to the end of her years, organized a day for her to visit Vic Park and meet some of the players. The groundsman even turned a blind eye when my mom and I jumped the fence at Vic Park to scatter my nan's ashes. Collingwood is a villain. It plays into it, but there is a surprising heart. The team I'd like to shine a light on is a bunch of mongrel cunts just down the road. The Richmond fucking Tigers. Yeah. They are a whinging, whining blight on the AFLM. A team that doesn't see itself as the bad guy, but a bastion to be upheld. In reality, this year has shown the cracks that reveal their true culture. A culture of entitlement and superiority. A culture of misogyny and cuntishness. (laughs) (laughs) I've never met a supporter who isn't a downright flog. When things don't go their way, they blame everybody else. To emphasize the point, I'd like you to cast your minds back to round 21, 1996. Wow. <laughs> this is a deep cut, Jakarta. Fitzroy versus Richmond. Ooh. Fitzroy's last game in Melbourne. An emotional day. I, a 10-year-old watching his hopes and dreams of ever donning on a Fitzroy jumper crushed by the AFL machine, sat through a match and watched Richmond dismantle a broken team by 151 points. Yeah, it counts. Now, you'd think that any respectable team would celebrate quickly and quietly and let the mourners mourn. Not this pack of cunts, screaming yellow and black into the faces of the Roy's young and old, telling us all our, telling us all how our term telling us all how our team deserved to die. And it was all our fault. I'll never forget. <laughs> Through the tears streaming down my cheeks, watching a face-painted mongrel bastard make a beeline to my family to scream their godforsaken song in our faces. We were already broken. These people, if you can call them that, and they made sure we stayed that way for years to come. That night, our only visitor was a family friend, a Collingwood supporter, to keep us company on a day where there was no good footy. <sighs> Fucking hell. My father never returned to footy. Now, just a neutral spectator. 
I'm now a dog, but it took time. I'm not asking you to stop the war on Collingwood, but instead asking you to make space in that ninth ring of AFL hell for the Richmond Tigers, a team that embodies all that is wrong with the AFLM and its culture. Also, Paul Roos was a pretty good-looking coach back in the day. Jakarta James. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Lots to unpack, and first let's go with, yes, Paul Roos, very handsome. Yeah, good pick, good pick. <laughs> Jeez. Not as good, good as Chris Scott in 2020, though. Oh, I don't know, Tom. Peak Paul Roos was fucking off his head. Oh, and he had he had unlimited access to sun when he was at Sydney. Yep. That's true. Mm. I'll, have to, I'll have to do some looking. Yeah, we're going to have to um, do some research there. On the note of the war. Yep. A lot of people are hungry for a war on Richmond. I will just say this. Here at Haggard's Footy, we don't go into a war lightly. No. Mm. Collingwood, there's a lot of history there. Yep. I'm not 100% invested in a war on Richmond just yet. I feel like off-field, I don't hate them as much. They don't have all sorts of controversies and bullshit. They've had a mm. bad year. They're certainly, they're certainly testing the waters of a war. Mm. They uh, are. Depending on how things play out, particularly this Friday and maybe for the rest of the final series, they could have a war coming next year. Yeah. That's for sure. Watch this I, space, um, everyone. They're on the edge. They're yeah. on the edge. They they're really on the are. cusp. There are things we don't like about them. Mm. Um, We've got our I've, finger on the button. I yeah, think. yeah. Because I will say this: as much as we don't like Collingwood, Collingwood seems to actually give a shit about its women's footy program mm. and its supporters. Like Collingwood care about its supporters. That is one thing that the email touched on. Uh, they are a club where they like their community. I guess. I uh, yeah. I just I just want to say this to James, and maybe his dad can take solace in the fact that uh, a team wearing maroon and blue and gold um, won a premiership from that time, sooner than a team in yellow and black. In fact, they won three. Means, I don't think that means anything to his dad, sadly. Uh, yeah. There were a lot of people when Fitzroy was forced into extinction, basically. Um, they don't care about the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, it's sad. And fair enough. Jakarta James Sr., Jakarta James's dad, he went down with that Fitzroy ship, and sadly yeah. he's been lost to the AFL Ocean. Good on him. That's sad. Um, yeah, look, I'm happy to get behind Richmond as fucking cunts. Uh, I've hated them for pretty much just as long as I've hated Collingwood. Um, one of my happiest memories was when Richo sucked and it cost them that win against Essendon. The dream, dream, dream time. time The game. first ever Dreamtime game. So not only did he suck and cost the team a win, it's in the history books. Yeah, and now Richo gets to decide the All-Australian team and then he picks like a fucking idiot. So we get to mock him again. Boys... Fuck I've off, a, Richard. I've got a, I've got a tinfoil hat that's securing itself into position on my brain here now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just realised something. Mm. Three of the All Australian selectors: Richo, mm. Lingy, Luke Darcy. Mm. Three of the non-forwards playing in the forward line: Bulldogs, Richmond, Geelong. Jesus, that's actually a fair call, Tom. That tinfoil hat, uh. I think it's uh It's, it's not coming off because yeah, it's, it's gonna need to keep my head warm. Jesus. <laughs> that is big. That's your best work, mate. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh next email is from Patrick. Dear fellow disciples of the most holy snake man. <laughs> hang on, hang on, Jay- hang on. <laughs> Have we That's just fun. anointed my brother as the as the godhead of our football religion? Because Patrick We we haven't. I'm uh, off Patrick that. Has. Patrick, you need to calm the fuck down, bud. Lucky Jacob doesn't listen to the show. Otherwise, his ego would be very inflated uh, going into uh, this very important game on Thursday night. 
He doesn't need any help either. (laughs) (laughs) I am writing to you to implore you for help. As you have talked about many times, Richmond have made the disgraceful decision to cut their VFLW team. My sister, a fellow lunatic Richmond supporter and an up-and-coming VFLW player, has started a position to get them to pull their heads in. I don't have Twitter or any other way of getting it out there, so I'd appreciate you getting it out there to all the others out there who just fucking love footy and want as much of it all- as much of it as possible all of the time. Patrick has then included a change link which we'll post on our Twitter, and Jakarta James, this- ties well like this is a good tie-in back to your email where maybe us supporting richmond's vflw team means that we can make a a peace treaty with richmond maybe we can force play their hand make them make a good decision uh so we don't have to go to war with the football club we can uh support them and guide them the right way collingwood unfortunately i feel like is far beyond that until eddie mcguire is shot into the sun from a cannon operated by me (laughs) (laughs) pat then goes on to say on another note i'm currently in hotel quarantine with my brisbane supporting partner so after next friday night maybe i'll be a single man fingers crossed for good vibes shaved heads and roasts and up the fucking tigers cheers pat well i disagree with one of those things pat that's exciting that you're uh able to go to the game yeah. yeah. Sucks about the breakup, though. Yeah, that's, I, I, that's rough. I can't wait to hear about your partner shaving her head when uh, Brisbane win. That's going to be huge. Yeah, very. This is from Shield Wolf. <laughs> I don't like it already. Shield Wolf? Yeah, Geelong. Yep. Emails in occasionally. Pro- probably a little uh, a little unlucky not to make the uh, AA team. But yeah, no, sorry, no. Sorry, Shield yes. Wolf. There's always yes. next year. yes. I could get You're in the squad. Could get in the squad. Could be on the bench. Just because we haven't heard Dear- from Shield Wolf for a while. Let's Dear- see how this email goes. All right. Dear footy geniuses and Tom. Oh, well- he's in the team. <laughs> oh, <Shield> fuck <laughs> him. <laughs> fuck you, Sean. <laughs> Jack Henry and I were listening to the greatest footy pod in history of the universe when Todd said something along the lines of, here are the two people that won the game against the Swans. Jack instantly perked up. He turned the volume off slightly, not wanting to miss what will surely be his own name mentioned. His smile fades. Anger washes over his face. Albert! Blitzovs! What the fuck? Jack disappears into his room, only to return seconds later, dressed in his complete and unwashed Swans game day outfit. Tom! How good's a rundown? He bellows as he sprints out the front door in what I can only assume is the direction of Handsome Tom's house. My advice, don't bother looking over your shoulder, Tom, as a high-speed blue and white freight train is headed your direction. We'll run you down and you will not see it coming. Much like Will Haywood, who, all things being equal, would have kicked that goal that would have landed the Cats in fifth on the ladder, resulting in what you will have when the J train arrives. No second chance. Uh, and Can here's I... a link of the clip to refresh your memory, Tom. Please pull your head out of your ass. Even, though, even with your head up your ass, you are still better than Dusha and Carney, as you, like me, are a cat supporter. Go cats. All right. Oh, Shield, you're off the fucking yeah. team. Shield, can I just say, I, have, I love Jack Henry. I think his season this year has been incredible. Um, he's been one of the biggest improvers for the year. He's a very good player. The instance you're talking about, I think, happened in the second or third quarter where um, Will Haywood was running an open goal and uh, Jack Henry librarianed him and tackled him, holding the ball. We went down there and kicked the goal. 
Now, that was there was still a, probably another quarter or at least a lot of time left. What I meant was when the game was on the line and that kick was about to go through, Blitzarves smothered it. Now, last week, Sean said, is there behind-the-goal vision? Uh, I've now seen behind-the-goal vision. That was um, going straight through the middle of the goals. That was going to be a goal. <laughs> so, look, Jack Henry, incredible tackle, incredible rundown. Big fan of that. But Blitzarves won that game. So that email was sent a couple of days ago, Tom. Has Jack rocked up at your house yet? Because unfortunately, he probably won't hear the podcast because he's still running. Um, He hasn't. He would probably have to. <laughs> I hope he got talked out of it, though, because we need him to play on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long run back. I know he could come to my place, knock me out, and then head to South Australia, actually. Yeah, well, that might work. I look forward to being punched in the head by Jack Henry. Nothing would be sweeter. <laughs> we all you won't hear him coming, yeah. And last email, and hey, one of our uh, all-Australian choices, Brandon oh. from Canada, has emailed hey. in. Subject, go. fuck Gil. <laughs> <laughs> Captain. <laughs> so... AFL interest seems to be growing in North America. We finally get some AFL coverage. Lots of the games are on TV. Some big sports personalities have brought it up. And what does Gil do? Schedules a Twilight Grand Final. How the fuck am I supposed to convince my friends to wake up at four in the fucking morning to watch the Grand Final? This has the smell of Eddie Maguire and garlic breath all over it. Fuck this. (laughs) What an idiotic move. How do you get more money for clubs? Reach more fans, which won't be done at four in the fucking morning. Hmm. If you stay up and drink for the night before, you'll forget the game because you've been drinking for nine hours. Or you wake up at 3.30am and start drinking then. What? Fuck you, Gil, and fuck you too, Eddie McGuire. Hope you guys are well. Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> so when would the game normally be? Nighttime. I think it's like... Well, presumably... So if it's on at four in the morning, then normally it would be on at midnight. Yeah, but I think yeah, but well, that's that's easier to a do. Little you bit can of, stay up to yeah. midnight, start drinking, and then go to bed at four. But by then, you like that's a big night. If yeah, it was a night game, I guess four, start drinking. Yeah, I guess it's, if it's a night game though as well, it would be like seven in the morning, so you could kind of get up and have some mimosas and watch the footy. Well, yeah, because um, so Gil hates Canada. Gil hates all of North America by the sounds of things, which, to be honest, I didn't even thought about this, but the fact that AFL this year, because of all of the stuff happening with coronavirus and the fact that sports weren't happening for a while, got a lot of interest in North America. This was probably the wrong year to try out a Twilight game since they've been so hell-bent on overseas getting amongst AFL. Like, they got it, and now they've kind of fucked it. Yeah, it's like, AFL. We, I mean, the flip of the coin is, like, like, the Super Bowl plays in Australia, and people do have Super Bowl parties, and it's on, like, 11 a.m. here. Sometimes, yeah. uh, maybe even a little earlier. So, I guess, like, the diehards will still uh, get used to it. And, Brandon, good luck. I mean, maybe you can just be like, hey, guys, want to come over for nine hours of drinking? And you can just put, just make all the drinks half strength. You'll be right. Nah, boys, <laughs> I got a solution. They always replay the grand final. Mm. Stay uh... off social media, find out when it's being replayed, watch it live at, like, two in the afternoon. Or, alternatively, uh, all three of us have experience of drinking for nine hours at the grand final. It can be done. It can. It's not always pretty, though. (laughs) Uh, Boys, it would have been grand final weekend last Saturday just gone. (laughs) Yeah, that's all right. Now we've got four four weeks to warm up for it. I was reminiscing about grand final day the other day, because now we messaged each other and we were like, oh, 
this is normally grand final yeah, day. We would yeah. normally be having a beer together. And I brought it up with my girlfriend and I, I mentioned the West Coast year when they won. Yeah. I was like, oh, that was great. The memories. And she goes, yeah, I remember that night. It wasn't good for you. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't. No. Uh, um, oh, I kicked that was That was Tom's. So West Coast may have won that grand final, but <laughs> Tom probably got best on ground. Oh, that Norm was Smith. Tom's Norm Smith medal. He, Sean, we we called it quits at midnight, and then we're getting messages from him at four in the morning, like, it's the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. And then messages from him at 9am when he's like, just rolled into work. (laughs) (laughs) Some of your best work, Tom. Uh, Look, I'm I'm not match fit for next year, I'll tell you what. (laughs) Yeah. None of us are. Yeah, we're going to have to have a big preseason, I think. And uh, Tom. While we're working on a preseason, where can people find us? Yeah, look, you can send us an email at howgoodsfooty uh, at gmail.com. Make a case for your inclusion in the How Goods Footy emails all Australian squad. Mm. Um, or you can send us a message on Twitter or find us on Twitter at howgoodsfooty. Uh, or individually, I'm at Orkatreed. I'm at Carney from 55. And I'm at Douche13. Good luck to both of you. First week of finals. Uh, Sean, I'll be barracking hard. Tom, Thanks, I'll mate. be barracking also uh, a little less hard because obviously Brisbane are my preferred team. That's okay. But as, as long as do... you're barracking for me this week yeah. and when we're not playing Brisbane. Yeah, I, I will be. Good. Yeah, unless uh, unless maybe like you end up against like a St. Kilda or a Western Bulldogs. That's pretty juicy. The only way mm. I think we could is if they made a prelim or a grand final. Fucking hell. That's mm. extra juicy. Mm. We'll just have to wait and see what happens then, Tom. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.